Hey, we bring the lights up a little bit. Welcome this morning. Glad you're here. Hey, y'all give it up one more time for the, the worship leaders this morning, the help leaders this morning. The dream team. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Hey, so I realized something. I'm just going to be transparent because why not, you know? Uh, I did youth ministry for seven years. I've been out of youth ministry for 11 years. Uh, and I realized after going to an Astros game with a bunch of kids, I don't want to be in youth ministry ever again. They were great kids. It was a reflection of me as a child, no doubt about it. No, it was fun. Uh, voice is a little gone from screaming. Uh, so uh, a couple things happened. Uh, first of all, Kenneth George is in trouble because is he, is he in the room? Yeah. So he tells Easton, who was incredible at the game, okay? I mean, nonstop for nine innings. Let's go, Astros! There you go. The whole time, okay? The whole time. Do, do you kiss your mother with that? Man, all kinds of stuff, okay? Just streaming it out there. So Kenneth has this bright idea, uh, which he's grounded, by the way. He has this bright idea to say, hey, I'll pay you 40 bucks if you get in Matt's car on the way home and do that the whole way home. So the adults in the car decided we're going to talk amongst ourselves and we're going to have a plan for this. So we talked at Bucky's in the restroom and, and we make our way out and we get in the car and Tony, you know, now he's Magnum P.I., first of all, biggest guy in the car, okay? He turns and said, look, Easton, you've got two options. Immediately the air is sucked out of the car. <laughs> you can be quiet the whole trip home. And we'll tell him you did it. And you can get your 40 bucks. <laughs> or we'll put you on top of the car and you can ride there the whole way home. But that's your only options. We're not out of the Bucky's parking lot. And I hear, let's go, Astros. Because his voice is going. I pull over. <laughs> Kenneth and then were taking off. Tony and Mike Zadork jump out like mafia men. They grab Easton and throw him on top of my car. Now, he wasn't harmed. I, trust me, he wasn't harmed. But for a moment, I think he thought his life was going to end. I really did. But it was a great night. Thank you to Lauren and Chris and everybody else that organized that. It was a great time. The Astros lost, but we had fun, all right? And uh, the concert was great. So uh, thank you all for organizing that. We really appreciate that. I do want to talk about Easton, and he has no idea I'm doing this, but about that game last night. Now, the Astros were losing the whole game. They never came back, okay? They scored one run, but that was it. But this kid never stopped. Let's go, Astros. And we're all like, bro, just eat your popcorn. They're losing. It's like six to nothing at the top of the ninth. You know, like, stop. But he never stopped. And you know what? I was thinking this morning, as I was prepping this uh, for this morning to, to do worship and to, and to preach, was that if Christians behaved like that, I don't care what the scoreboard says. My team's already won, and I'm not going to stop screaming, let's go, Jesus. You know what I mean? Just go and go and go. And it took, how old are you, Easton? Are you sure? Are you not, you're not sure? I don't know, maybe 12. It took a 12-year-old. Hey, how old was Jesus in the temple when he was telling his parents, hang on, I'm about my father's business? Man, y'all, this preaches itself this morning. Hey, listen, in Luke chapter 6, Jesus says, A good tree can't produce bad fruit, and a bad tree can't produce good fruit. A tree is identified by its fruit. 
Figs are never gathered from thorn bushes and grapes are not picked from bramble bushes. A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart. And an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. What you say flows from what is in your heart. So listen, what we say tells people what we believe. It tells people where our focus is, where our heart is, where our brains are, where everything is by what we believe. The Astros are losing, but that is still his team. And he was going to let everybody in the stands know, the fans, the Phillies, whoever, the umpire, the peanut man. I love the Astros, and I'm going to root for them. Hey, listen, church, if we're going to be true disciples of Jesus, we should be cheerleaders every single day for the winning team. We should never not speak the gospel. We should never not act in love. We should never not show people that we have a firm foundation foundation in Jesus Christ because if we stop doing that we're just like the bump on the log we're like this bad tree that we're like the, the vine that's just going to wither and die because we're really not connected to Jesus words are powerful he goes on to say in Matthew 12 sort of similar theme but Jesus says a good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart right and an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart we just read that but he goes on to say and I tell you this you must give an account on judgment day for every idle word you speak the words you say will either acquit you or condemn you See, there's too many people in the church that think that what we say behind closed doors isn't really important because only the people that are in our circle that are with us can hear it. But let me tell you something. You're creating an atmosphere and an environment around your heart that's going to show people who you really believe in and who you really follow. And the more you have those secret conversations, those things where you're judging people and condemning people and, and talking about this pastor or that pastor or this worship leader or that worship leader or this person didn't do this in this ministry. Listen, those words are creating something around your heart. And it's not good. And we have to give an account for every idle word we say. Now y'all ain't going to say nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-uh. Nope. No, says I. Not today. But see, some of you think you can say things that's no big deal. Brittany teaches the kids, our kids at home, and kids when she does kids' church, with toothpaste. You can squish that toothpaste out, and it may have that little blue minty flavor in there with the white toothpaste, but you can't get it back into the condition it was in. So once you say something, it's out there. It's out there. And you can try to stuff it back in, but guess what? You've released it now. Why is that important? Proverbs 18, 21 says, A tongue can bring life or death. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. Raise your hand if you love to talk. Bunch of liars in the house. You better get your hands up this morning. Jesus is watching you. You know. The tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. You see, there's this powerful thing we have called the Word of God. And it's powerful, right? It's the most powerful tool we've got. It's alive. It's living. It's useful, Timothy says, to correct us, to train us, to help us be the righteous people that God's called us to be. We also have a tool right here. And this tool is either going to help promote God's kingdom or it's going to help promote the devil's kingdom. See, there is no your kingdom. You, our, our words can bring life or death. I'll tell you this illustration before. This isn't new scripture for you. This is just a friendly reminder today of what uh, our words can do. All right? How important they are. It's foundational stuff. But 
There was an experiment, I've told you this before, where these, they had these two plants, and they were fed the same, they were nourished the same, they had the same amount of light and water and all this kind of stuff, but every day uh, a scientist would go and talk very positively over one plant and very negatively over another. Well, guess what? The one that had the negative speech ended up dying. If that can cause a plant to die, imagine what the words you say about somebody else can do. This isn't new for y'all. This is a refresher course this morning. This is a refresher course. Because sometimes we get complacent in our walk, and we start talking the same way we used to talk. We're like, I'm changed, but your mouth ain't. I'm a new man, but your mouth ain't. It still sounds the same. When you get mad, when you get under pressure, when that person next to you says something about your outfit today that, that wasn't, like, nice. Your words are powerful. The tongue can bring death or life. Proverbs 11.9 says, With their words, the godless destroy their friends. But knowledge will rescue the righteous. Sometimes knowledge is knowing when to shut our mouths. Mama said, you ain't got nothing nice to say. Don't say it at all, right? Jesus said the same thing. That ain't just mama. That's Jesus too. Keep your mouth shut if all you have is just negative things to say. Because not only will you destroy friends, you destroy relationships, you destroy marriages, you destroy ministries, you destroy workplaces, you name it. The list can go on and on and on. And we're all like, oh, yeah, I know that. Oh, right now, I guarantee some of y'all have somebody in your head. Yeah, I know who he's talking about. I see him right now. What I need to do is get a giant mirror and just put it all across the stage so you can all just stare at yourselves. I'll put one for me so I can stare at myself. We need to learn to keep our mouth shut. But it goes even further than that because just like uh, Joyce Meyer wrote in her book, Battlefield of the Mind, it starts in here. And what we think about, we can either allow it to transform us into who God's called us to be or it can transform us into who the devil wants us to be. And it'd be mug and the sunset and all the stuff like the, the Lord is good. Stop it. You're not a model for, you know, Vogue or whatever. Stop it. Nobody cares about your Instagram stuff. It's just highlights to make people think you're something you're not. Who cares what's on Instagram? What's going on in your life when nobody sees you? What's happening when you're by yourself? Because it's going to come out one way or another. Whether you want it to or not, you're going to slip up. And oh, 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 my God. I didn't mean to say that's not who I am. That's normally, normally not the person I am when I'm stressed out. But I do it every other time, though. I, I don't know. It's because it's building up in your heart. How you talk, how you act is going to be a reflection of what's going on inside of you. No matter what you say, your actions will speak louder than sometimes your words will. But your words are extremely powerful. They will destroy, the, the godless destroy their friends, but knowledge rescue will rescue the righteous. Ephesians 4.29 says this. Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. I'm going to stop here for a second. Keep it up there, but I'm going to stop for a second. How many of you have conversations with yourself when you're in the shower or you're shopping alone? Or, you know, you still got a bunch of liars in the house this morning. You know, I know you talk to yourselves. I can see it in your eyes. I know you talk to yourselves. Those conversations are important, too, because you're acting out scenarios. And sometimes those things, Jack in the back, they come tell me like, hey, sometimes we, we, we get real powerful in the shower or in the car or wherever it is we're by ourselves. And we're having these conversations. 
we get real powerful and we don't even realize that we're talking like the devil to this imaginary person you know next to us or in our brains how we see the situation happening but a lot of times it's we're, we're letting them know what's up we're letting them have it but Paul wrote the Ephesian church said don't use foul or abusive language let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them but they did me wrong I don't care that doesn't change what the Lord's asking you to do and how he's asking you to live and how he's asking you to talk use your words to bring encouragement let's keep going remember he has identified I'm sorry let me go back and do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live uh oh Tell him, Dustin, ouch. <laughs> like E.T. down here, ouch. Don't, don't bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Remember, he has identified you as his own. Yes. Guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. Yes. In Christ, we have that assurance. But don't bring sorrow by the way you live. Don't speak out of both sides of your mouth. Don't say that you love Jesus and, and cuss out your neighbor. You know, I got friends. They're probably watching this, and if they are, I don't care. They go to a very, uh, I would call, liberal church. And I ain't talking about politics. I'm talking about they don't care if you drop F-bombs in small groups. They don't care if you throw shots down of some fireball and then let's go hang out and and do some some church bowling that's what i mean by that i'm telling you something we don't do that here at least it's not sanctioned here yeah. <laughs> but it baffles me how you can say hey I, i'm gonna i'm gonna throw everything out of my character just because i can and then I want you to come to me, though, when you have a problem. I'm going to help guide you to the Lord. Jerry and I were just talking about how dangerous alcohol. We were actually talking about rock and roll people this morning. Uh, talking about voices and how, how damaging just alcohol can be. And I, I, Listen, I'm not here preaching on alcohol. So don't get you, you know. <laughs> Lord, help my mouth. Um, but it's just amazing how we will... We will lack self-control in so many different ways. When we go to Walmart and we see the Oreo thins, and we think, oh, well, they're thinner, so it's better. <laughs> hey, honey, where's those Oreos? What Oreos? You ate the whole, oh, yes, I ate two sleeves of the thins, but it's thin, you know? Self-control. But don't you drink that beer. It's bad for you. Okay, whatever. I'm off of it. What I'm saying is our lives need to reflect what our words say. And our words should reflect and do reflect what our hearts say and what our hearts are focused on. And they better be focused on Jesus because if not, you have to give an account for that. And don't you blame your Sunday school teacher from 25 years ago who just didn't tell you the whole story of Noah or whatever. And say, well, I just didn't know. And the Lord's going to say, well, I don't know you either because you don't know me. I don't know you. Our words are important. You want to get to heaven, but you want to, you want to step on all the Christians and the fellow believers to get there with your words and your actions. 
It just doesn't make sense, church. I want you to walk away here really challenged to watch and think about and, and reflect on what you say. How about this? I'm just not good enough. You know, the, the Lord said to go love your neighbor as you love yourself. So I hear people talk about themselves in such negative ways. It's unreal how many Christians say such harmful things about themselves to people, to themselves, to the mirror, whatever. And, and they wonder why they have a hard time reaching out. I, I can't reach out to my neighbor. Well, probably not because you hate yourself. And I can tell you why you hate yourself. I can tell you how you talk about yourself. I can hear what you say about yourself. You don't love you. You don't see you the way God sees you. All you see is the weaknesses and the, the, the pimples and the scars. And God's saying, I see something beautiful. Why would you ever say you're not good enough or you can't or you, you there's just no way people will accept me or they you don't know what I've been through. I'm just I'm this person because that person said I am. Hey, listen, stop saying that stuff. Stop saying that stuff. I'm not saying that the pain doesn't go away when you hear people talk about you. I'm not saying that that the that the scars that you've had when you've been hurt go away. But the more you give energy and time and, and a platform to the negative things about what the devil says, the more you become that person. See, the words we say to ourselves are just as important as the words we say to other people. You can't love your neighbor if you don't love yourself. It's not about me. I know it's not about you. It's about Jesus. And he says that you're, you're good. He called you. He, he made you. He wants you to be something important for his kingdom right here in Orange County or wherever it is you live so that people can see God through you and through your life and through your words. Stop playing church. Stop playing. The, well, I've come to Sunday morning service. Well, good for you. Who cares? I mean, this is important. Yeah, but at the end of the day, listen, your soul is more than just a song service. Your soul matters more than that. Your ability to reach out of your sphere of influence is more important than whether or not you were in key during Be Lifted Up, whatever the name of that song is. That was a great song. Great job, Jerry, by the way. See, if we don't live the passion that we sing with, it doesn't really matter. You're just faking it until you try to make it. And guess what? That don't work either. That don't work. Sometimes we don't feel it. But you know what? David didn't either. If you read the book of Psalms, it's just up and down emotionally. But he always came back to God and said, I give you praise. I give you praise. Your love endures forever. You're never going to leave. We were singing that earlier. I mean, uh, uh, Chris was saying it earlier during, during the prayer time, whatever it was, that, you know, no matter what's happening in your situation, Jesus is still standing. He's still there. And he's saying, hey, I love you. Stop talking bad about yourself and about my other kids. You don't have that right. Stop it. I'll tell you something. Somebody bad mouths my kid. Then my kid might be wrong. I might slap you. And I'm, you're going to have to pray for me afterwards. It's kind of like saying, you can talk, I can talk about my mama, but don't you talk about my mama. You know what I'm saying? I'm kidding. But it's, a, oh, Lord, y'all pray for LaDonna over here saying she's going to smile for the mugshot. Pray for her. No matter what situation we find ourselves in, if we're down six runs to nothing, we are still on the winning team. 
God is still good. His kingdom is not in trouble. Jesus is still standing, and he is saying, I have called you. I'm with you. I love you. Let's go. I've already won because the cross is done. The grave is empty. Listen, we have life now, an abundant, rich, satisfying, joyful life, and we're going to walk in that. And our words are going to reflect that. I'm making that declaration this morning. Our words will reflect that our hearts are connected to Jesus Christ because he is the same yesterday, forever. He is the way, the truth, the life, right? Thank you, Jason, for picking that song. And that's what we stand on, church. I don't care how bad the situation is. Our words are going to bring life, not death. I don't care what your spouse came home and told you. Your words are going to bring life, not death. I don't care what your bank account looks like right now. Your words are going to bring life, not death. I don't care what the world says about you. Jesus says he loves you, and that's enough. That's enough. Start loving yourself the way Jesus loves you, and let your heart be transformed so that you can be used by him in any and every way you can imagine. Your words matter, church. They bring life or death. I'm going to read that, that first scripture one more time. A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart, but an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. What you say flows from what's in your heart. And I'm praying today that God has transformed and is continuing to transform your heart to look like his kingdom. So that in orange... As it is in heaven will be done because of what you're doing, what you're saying, how you're connected to Jesus and what you're doing for yourself and your neighbors and helping them get connected to Jesus as well. Let's stand this morning. I want to pray over you guys. I love you so much. Glad you're here this morning. Father God, I thank you, Lord, that you have called us to Orange County and beyond, Father God, to bring the good news that Jesus Christ is Lord. And then not only does he want to be Lord, he wants to be our friend. He wants to be the one who helps guide us and transform us and change us to who we need to be, God, while we're here on earth. In the short time we have, Father, I pray if there's someone in this room that doesn't know Jesus as that person, as Lord, Savior, as friend, as counselor, Lord, that they'll say yes right now to accepting Jesus into their hearts so that their hearts can look and, and feel and sound like heaven. Lord God, I pray that every single person in this room walks out of here thinking about the words they say and how important they are and how they matter not just to ourselves but to other people, God, and even how we talk about you. Lord God, let our words be pleasing to you. Thank you for Jesus and his sacrifice, his love. Thank you for your grace and mercy. That is good every day, God. You're with us every day, and I'm thankful for that. You haven't left us. You never will, God. Thank you, Lord, for being with us. And, Lord, I pray that Orange County is never the same because your people are rising up, and they're loving, they're, they're, they're speaking, they're serving. God, they're doing all the things that we're required to do as a body of Christ, and that it will never be the same here in Orange County. Thank you for growth physically and spiritually, Father God. We love you, Lord, and I pray this in your name today. Amen.